We're going to be looking at the topic today, joy. Joy. Um, and it's so interesting that when I started like studying this joy or getting ready for this, I was like, joy, oh, joy is a good thing. Joy is happy. Joy is like, joy is positive. Joy is all things are going well. Joy is great. It's great to be joyful. You say you make a joyful noise, people are happy and celebrating. But the more and more I studied, I was like, wait a minute, joy is struggle. Joy is joy is not always from a happy place. In fact, God tells us many times God is when God uses the word be joyful, what comes before is always negative things. He said you will face trust and temptation, but take but be cheerful. I was like, how can I be cheerful in those situations? You see people um, children of Israel when they went around Jericho, they had challenges in front of them. But they went, they went around and around and made a joyful noise and then it came down. So joy expects us to be of a state of happiness before that which makes us happy actually comes to be. So um, I pray as we go through this, uh, we really understand what joy is um, and also the, the benefits of joy. Um, I've started recording. I can't seem to leave the screen, so I think I'm going to just stop again. Okay, I'm out. Great. So, still recording. Um, can we just open our Bibles quickly to Psalm 16, verse 11? So, joy. We'll look at this in like three, just in three um, sections. So, we'll look at where, where can I find joy? Um, we'll look. We'll look at. We'll also look at. Um, um, Look at where can I find joy? We'll look at why do I need joy? And we'll find how can I get this joy. So look at the where, the why, and the how. So quickly, Psalm 16, verse 11. And we'll be up on the screen. Um, anybody can read that for us? Psalm 16, 11. You will show me the path of life. In your presence is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures. So, from there we can get the answer, like, where do you find joy? Say, in your present, there's fullness of joy. There's fullness of joy. So, joy, joy at its best, fullness. When it says, when it says something at its fullness, that means it's at its complete state. There is no, or it's still getting there. But the fullness of joy is found in God's presence. So, that answers the question, where do you find joy? Uh, but then, just, just like, deep, deeper into that, um, Psalm 46, verse 4. Psalm 46, verse 4. Um, Psalm 46, verse 4. Can somebody read that for us? There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy dwelling places of the Most High. There's a river that brings joy into the city of our God, the secret home of the Most High. So again, yeah, we see there is God, is home, the secret home, and this city of our God. And there's this river that brings joy into the city. So we, again, we get our affirmation that it's in God's presence that there is this fullness of joy. But then we know also that this joy comes from a river. A river, a river is the source of this joy. And when you hear the word river, we know that that signifies Jesus. Um, and how do I, why do I say that? Look at John 4 verse 14. 
um, John 4 verse 14 says, But whoever drinks the water that I give will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give will become in them a spring of water, welling up, the, welling up to eternal life. Uh, in John 7 verse 38 as well, Jesus said, um, Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, rivers of living water shall flow from within them. So yeah, we see the river here that actually brings joy into the city of God is Jesus. And so here we know that, again, in God's presence is where we find joy. And Jesus brings that joy. Um, if you look at Revelation 21, verse 6 to 8, um, I'll just quickly just take the part that really jumps out or that like, um, affirms this again. He said, I will give the one who thirsts. And this is the end of the last days when people were... Like whether it's here or not, or how you want to interpret it. He said, I will give one who thirsts from the spring of the water of life without cost. So again, you see again the river again being, being mentioned here, and this is actually Jesus speaking. Uh, because the verse before that says, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give. So we know for sure this is actually Jesus. Um, and then we see in Revelation 22, verse 1 to 2, it says, Then he showered me a river of water of life clear as crystals coming from the throne of God and of the Lamb in the middle of its streets. On either side of the river was the tree of life bearing twelve kinds of fruits, yielding its fruits every month, and leaves of the trees were for the healing of all the nations. Here again the river and even a very like clearer picture is painted to us saying it should be a river of water clear as crystals coming from the throne of God. Um, and the lamp, which is again Jesus here, and said in the middle of the street, and either side the tree of life, and they are bringing forth fruits, um, and then this, the leaves were of any of the nation. Okay, so we see the river again of yeah, um, the presence of God. So God, the river, joy, and Jesus all um, like painted as being in that place. So we can say for for that for no like with no reservations or no hesitation that it's in God's presence that we can find this joy. Um, you remember uh, um, Psalm, 20, uh, Psalm 122 verse 1 um, I mean David himself said I was glad uh, when they said unto me let us go into the house of the Lord. The gladness, the joy that comes from let's go, I mean I'm going to that presence so gladness was in his heart. That was his reaction when he said let's go into the presence of God because he knew that there was joy um, there. So yeah, again, we can, we can say that we, I mean, we can, there's no, I mean, uh, uh, perhaps if there's someone else that knows where else joy comes from or where joy is or where, but then we can, I mean, we've read it, we've seen it here in, we've seen it here in, um, in Psalms, we've seen it here in, in John, Jesus actually saying it himself, that it's in the presence of God um, is where joy is. In the presence of God, there is fullness of joy. So let's go to the next part. Why do we need this joy? As Christians, like, what's the point? Okay, it's the presence of God. That's all cool. We come to the presence of God every now and then. We come to church on Sundays. We go on our knees in our rooms. We're in His presence every now and then. But why? What's the point? What's the essence? And we see that in Nehemiah chapter 8, verse 10. Nehemiah 8, verse 10. Can someone read that for us? Nehemiah 8, verse 10. So 
alle Screen und so. And that's the part I want us to take off from that, um, from that passage. Um, this way, I mean, Nehemiah said, "Okay, I mean, let's let's again let's paint a picture of uh, for, for context because we can easily just take that line and say, well, that, that could be out of context." So Nehemiah continued. They said, "Go celebrate with feasts of rich food and sweet drinks, and share gifts of food with people who have nothing prepared." So here was the time of Israel where Nehemiah was like giving directives and saying, "Okay, for you that have." Go celebrate. Uh, while you're doing that, don't forget those who do not have made those days. Uh, and he said, he said, this is a sacred day before our Lord. And he says, don't be dejected and sad, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. Mm-hmm. So here, Israel was in a place where dejection and sadness um, was the state, which I said earlier on, when you hear the word joy, you, people think, oh, this must be rosy. When we say, like, I need joy. But then here it's like, Israel was by default, was in a state, in a state of dejection and sadness. Nehemiah, if you don't remember, was a, was a priest, who, was a prophet who was about rebuilding what had been lost in, by, Israel's, uh, by Israelites. So they, they had gone into captivity, there was loss, there was nothing, like, we don't have a sense of identity, we are refugees and things like that. Um, and, and he said, don't be dejected and sad. But then he said, go celebrate, feast rich foods and sweet drinks and share with those who do not have. For the joy of the Lord is your strength. Israel at this point definitely needed strength. They needed to like change uh, and, and, uh, and change express in what by default was, was just loneliness and dejection and sadness. But he said the joy of the Lord is your strength. Means that as Christians in our day to day in our life, um, in our country where we, we, in, in the country where we live right now, where we where we're from, um, where we by default like things are not well, things are not smooth, things are not how we want it to be. But he said don't, don't be dejected and be sad. He said the joy of the Lord is your strength. We definitely need strength. Um, and said the, and if you look at Psalm twenty eight verse seven, he said the Lord. He said, the Lord is my strength and shield. I trust him with all my heart. He helps me and my heart is filled with joy. I burst out in songs of thanksgiving. Amen. 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 He said, the Lord is my strength and my shield. The Lord is my strength and my shield. He said, he helps me and my heart is filled with joy. So, as Christians, you know, oh, I'm not just an ordinary person, I don't just live as, as if um, no one under my steps, I, I, I live as if anything happens, anything goes, as, as we say in, in Lagos, um, anything, anything goes. He said, no, he said, because I have the Lord as my strength, then that brings about joy. So, Nehemiah gave this directive, not from a place of ignorance, but a place of, let's just do it, like, let's just go and eat. And we knew that the, the Lord was there, the Lord was involved there, and he could say, let the Lord be your, let the joy of the Lord be your strength. And so, if you look at John 14 verse 4, let's go to John 14 verse 4. Again, why do we need joy? Um, if you look at, again, um, tying back joy to that river that we mentioned earlier on, 
He said, you never test. He said, whether I go... John 4, verse 14. Not 14, sorry. John 4, verse 14. So, we, if, again, if we look at Jesus as that river um, who's like, oh, that brings about joy in God's presence. He said, but so, whosoever drinketh of the water that I give him shall never thirst. When he said the joy, the joy of the Lord is your strength, we know that water is very vital to strength. If you see a man that is thirsty, I can tell him, Graham, carry something heavy. You're like, <laughs> that's not going to happen. So water and strength are, like, are linked. So the river, who is Jesus here, are saying, drink of me and you'll thirst no more. Drinking that gives you strength. As someone said, the joy of the Lord is your strength. Is that I've taken that water. I've taken in that water. I've taken in Jesus. It gives me joy. And by, by extension, I have strength because I test no more. So again, that's again why joy is very important for us as, a belie- as believers. We never test because then we have Jesus. He said, if you drink of the water that I give to you, you will never test. Um, and he says, but the water that I shall give him a water that has spring into everlasting life. So again, we never test. And again, we also live forever because again, we're saved. Um, and we thirst no more. If you look at Revelation 22, verse 2, we saw that earlier on. He said, when he prospected the, uh, the picture of the water from the throne of God and the Lamb um, and the tree of life on both sides, the water is the, was what was actually like nourishing those trees of the tree of life. Um, because those trees were planted at both sides of the water and the roots were ex- back, like going under to get to get um, nutrition from the water. So the water was very instrumental in, in the fruits and the leaves of those trees. And he said the leaves of those trees were healing unto the nations. Mm-hmm. And so again, having that source, having that water, the water and, and Jesus as, as that river in our lives brings about healing as well. That's why it's very important. So joy brings about healing. Um, so yeah, the final uh, section we're going to look at is how then do we get this joy? How do we get this joy? We know what the joy is, we know what it does, we know its power and its impact in our lives, but then how do we get this joy? Now let's look at Galatians chapter 5, verse 22. Galatians 5, verse 22. Anybody read that for us? Galatians 5, 22. Mm-hmm. Is love, joy, peace, patience. Amen. Amen. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy. Number two, joy. Um, so it, it's there. Mm. We have to have the Holy Spirit in us for us to have joy. Um, Jesus, Jesus came. He died. Jesus came as a man. He lived on earth, but he was an individual. Jesus could not be with everybody at every time. He couldn't, I mean, yes, he said, I'll come to you, I will knock into your door, door, I will come and talk with you. But he did that through the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit could be everywhere at every time to everyone, meet everyone at their need. So he said here, he said, the fruits of the Spirit, meaning that the Spirit must be there, planted as a seed, and then its fruits comes forth, and one of those and 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 um, the, and joy 
is um, is a fruit. Uh, again, it is a def- uh, again just to clarify, it is a fruit, meaning that um, you can, you can, it's not like you're gonna have joy and not have peace, or you are gonna have peace without no joy. Once you have the spirit in you, once the fruit comes forth, joy is definitely a given. Um, so we are when we accept Jesus. Let's look at Habakkuk twenty-two, uh, Habakkuk three verse eighteen. Habakkuk three, Habakkuk three verse eighteen. on the screen as well. Um, so yes, I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in God of my salvation. I will take joy in the God of my salvation. So again, salvation, Abba said, I will take joy in God of my salvation. I mean, when God saves you one, that brings about joy. Because again, it's the first step. I've accepted Jesus. I've, I've, I've turned away from my ways, I mean, I'm a new man. I have Jesus. If I say Jesus, so I can rejoice in the Lord and I can take joy um, in the God of my salvation. So the first step is actually accepting Jesus. And so when we do accept Jesus, the seed of the Spirit is planted because Jesus did promise. He said, I'm going away. But again, there's one who is coming um, who will be all things to you. Like again, so the Holy Spirit is promised. As a, as, a, as a benefit of that relationship that we have with Jesus. So the Spirit is planted and the fruit of joy comes after. Um, like I said earlier on, there's a, uh, as a caveat, so joy doesn't mean all things are rosy. So the world right now um, may have equated joy to happiness, which isn't. I mean, joy isn't happiness. Um, happiness is a symptom. So you can be joyful, and out of that joy, you're happy. Because then, I mean, but joy, joy is joy transcends happiness. Joy is deep, deep within. So you can be happy, I can lead that to joy. But you could be happy, and it's not actually like related to joy at all. You could be happy for different reasons. You could be happy because you had a salary increase. You could be happy because you just bought a house or you just met your target in work. You could be happy for different reasons. But that's not joy. Happiness is all positive. There's no happiness. You can't have happiness from a negative scenario or situation. But joy. Um, it's, it's, it's the other way. Um, just a sidetrack here. Joy has become so important that business schools around the world now are setting up research centers to study how we could have more joy. Now, they use the word happiness, but we know that that's very shallow. Um, but it's actually like excessive, like packed research. And some of it actually even faith-based. So they have actually Christians like looking at using the Bible for reference references, because now they say money is not again number one. Money is no longer number one in what makes people fulfilled and happy in life. So what is it? And so it's like okay, can we go further into into, into researching that? You can, you can look at the um, Joy Inc. Um, after the service as well. Um, Joy Inc. Um, and they do like excessive research in what makes you happier, um, including even using your phone less. Every day <laughs> to like remove, remove distractions and, and finding finding yourself and there's also a big um, a big um, school of thought about mindfulness and reflections and all um, and and yeah it's some of, some of it is all like yes trial and error shooting to miss but we have the 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 guaranteed 
people way to it now we don't need to do research anymore we don't need to like say what's the we know that's in god's presence that we have joy and we know that when we have that joy we have strength to face whatever adversities we have and when um, we know that to have that to have that joy in our lives we need the holy spirit because it's a fruit uh, uh it's the fruit that comes from the holy spirit so that is all laid down for us um so we don't need to um we don't need to f- go on the internet or pay to all the, to go to all this business schools to have to, to to find out how we can we can we can be joyful. So let's come back to things. Um, John sixteen thirty three. Um, it says, "These things I have spoken unto you that ye might have peace in the world. Ye shall have tribulation, but be joyful. I have overcome the world." Again, it's saying that joy is not a thing of oh everything is rosy. Yes, things might be rosy and you're joyful, but it comes from a place of of resistance. If you got a river, a river is not a lake. A lake is just calm and just peaceful and nothing happens and just where a river fights, a river is always fighting to move. When you see a river coming from like coming from a hundred miles, it's it's faced friction. It's hit trees, it's hit leaves, it's hit rocks, but it's still flowing. And so when you say joy like a river, nobody says joy like a lake because a lake is just Calm, no, like no, no, no problems. Everything is rosy. Everything is jolly, which is good. Again, like I'm not saying that um, there's no joy like that, but I'm saying that when we like real joy, will still make us like again confident and have strength to actually face any form of adversity. So he said, yeah, he said, there'll be tribulations, there'll be trials. It's not going to be all smooth and rosy. He said, but be of good cheer. For overcome the world. Other 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 versions say, be confident, be courageous, take heart. Why do you why why did you use the word heart? He said, out of his heart shall flow rivers of living water. Again, this uh, I, I, I mean, doing this like start getting ready for this. I was like, wow, the Bible is actually connected, all linked together. When we watch all these movies, as everything is linked together. Yeah, the Bible is actually linked together. Everything is connected, and everything. Like, why, why why did you choose the word? Take heart. And when you say, be courageous, how do you swap be of good cheer with be courageous? Like, be of, be of good cheer means that everything is good. Like, everything, I should be happy. Everything is going. But yeah, I tell them to be courageous. And this, I mean, it's the same verse. And swapping those two words, meaning that joy, being of good cheer doesn't mean that it's always going to be positive. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, joy requires us to be, to be of good cheer even when things are wrong, at, when things, uh, when we do face resistance. Um, I was, uh, while preparing for this game, uh, just to round up, I was reading an article and it says um, here that um, it was talking about unshakable joy uh, and it made reference to Paul and his letter to the uh, Philippians. It said that is that passage actually like a lot of like the use of word. It said 16 times in four chapters, Paul uses the word rejoice or joy to describe what state of mind. Uh, or general, general attitude a, a, a Christian should be. So Paul, I mean, someone that who faced persecution, who like was tortured, you on his way to Damascus was like made blind, couldn't stop using the word joy, uh, rejoice, rejoice in the Lord. Again, I say rejoice. Um, for you to say that, for you to, for you to tell somebody, come at nine p.m. Again, I say come at nine p.m. That person will know that this is serious. <laughs> I have to be there at 9 p.m. So when someone says rejoice in the Lord, again I say rejoice. It means that you cannot be a Christian. You can't live your life as a Christian without having this thing essential and being at your core of how you live your life. So again, joy is just essential 
for us. He said, first, unshakable joy is rooted in Christ for what he has done for us. Like I said, it's the gift of salvation that, 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 um, that we do get from, from his death. And second, unshakable joy is rooted in the progress of the gospel. So when we see God's love, that, that was what kept Paul joyful. Because it was seeing the results of his work. It was seeing his first missionary journey. It was his letters to his churches, like him like preaching and writing letters to the church or the house of this and the house of that. That was what was strengthening him and giving him that, that and him having that unshakable joy. Because he saw the progress of the gospel. And again, that's uh, um, one thing that can keep our joy unshakable. Uh, yeah. um, James 1 2 4 says, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, um, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. But let patience have its perfect work that may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. Again, counting it all joy when we actually face trials. A river is only a river because it's facing resistance. Um, when, when we face trials and we face temptations, we should be happy, we should count it all joy. There's not natural it's not human to be that to have that reaction which i said like no matter how these business schools do their research or not like if they all come back to like this is spiritual the holy spirit it's that's like very critical in this it's not human for you to cast it all joy when you face trials but with the holy spirit in you yes you can say okay this breeds patience patience brings perfect work and then brings it to a state where i lack nothing uh, in summary we find joy in God's presence. Its source is in Jesus, who freely gives us joy through his Holy Spirit. And joy gives us strength because we need it when resistance comes. Joy is being aware of adversities, yet knowing fully well that all is well. Um, challenges, but still be able to say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Um, the Israelites at war, David using music and um, um, Shouting, making a joyful noise to bring down the walls of, of Jericho. Joy is essential to Christian living. Hence, why Paul says in Philippians 4, verse 4, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Um, I just encourage us, um, again, like I said, this is not a, it's not a easy to apply like principle. It's not. Like, uh, we can go and we can, we can say, oh, yeah, this is nice. It's good to like, be joyful. But tomorrow, if, you, if you, something hits you, like joy will not be the first thing that you want to respond with. But again, like, let's just focus on how to get this joy, which is the Holy Spirit. With the Holy Spirit in us, it becomes easier for us to have the joy that we need to overcome because it gives us strength when even our flesh and our, our own will is not strong enough. Um, May God give us the grace to grow in joy and that uh, we will enjoy all the benefits that comes with it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.